Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Adult Puzzle Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lola De Lola, whatever your heart desires. And with me today is Lovey Day. The number one, the number one shouting giant of this show, the African giant, the Mr. Fresh, Mr. Incredible, Mr. Capable, aka Lavin Day, the biggest of them all, the baddest of them all, the Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Bad Guy, you know, Lord, this personal hype man, and the shizzle nasal. Mm, welcome back to another episode of here. Energy's on 100 right now. Let's move. Let's go. I can't oh, take you seriously. I'm problem. Can you just come out. <laughs> How did you just spit all of that out? Like, where was that? Oh, my God. Why did I tell you that? Sometimes I think I have a career as a MC or TV show host or something Mm -hmm. down the line you would think is a joke. But I see myself like that sometimes. (laughs) Because how all these words come out and that energy and the flow, it amazes me, but... Yes. Thank you, Lordy, no. for introducing me. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode. Um, I'm here, you know, to kick it. We're here. We're here. I I want to confess, guys. I'm a little stressed. <laughs> because... <laughs> a little. <laughs> but a little cut it. <laughs> You're trying no, to be just, modest. <laughs> it's just a little bit. Because okay. we've had to do some acrobats this morning, but it's going to be worth it. <laughs> Um, I'm very excited for today's episode. I feel like if you know me, you know how like the guest that we have today means a lot to me. Like literally, Mm. I think there's two people in this world that know me a hundred percent. It's Fasayo and somebody else. I'm not going to call her out right now, but today we have Fasayo. We're happy to be here. I'm so proud of you guys. Like excited thank you how are you feeling how are you feeling i was asking um, for that but how i'm you a little stressed too just because i hope everything goes well <laughs> you know i to suggest like living in lagos there's just so many issues like just internet and everything so i'm just hoping everything goes well <laughs> like just holding my breath but i'm okay Sha. i've had like a nice day yeah no guys literally the reason why i'm so stressed is because in my heart, when we were going through this whole <laughs> struggle of setting up the episode, I was just like, no, there's no way Fasayo is not going to be on this episode. <laughs> like, she has, <laughs> and she has when to be. Said, even when you said, okay, we're going to talk about Lagos, I was like, hmm, this internet should not fail somebody because it's just, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> it's part of it already now. I mean, it's already part of it. It's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Before we dive into it, um, I usually ask, well, the guests that have been on, I like to throw them off their feet a little. You're not expecting this by no means, but I want our audiences and listeners to get a take of, you know, who you are. I mean, they know you're special to me, but I want you to describe yourself in three words. So if someone was like, explain Fasayo, describe Fasayo. What are the three words that will come to mind? The first three. Wow. I definitely <laughs> not expect this. <laughs> yes. I know everyone says that. <laughs> um, I would say resourceful. Yes. One. Um, emotional. 
Yes. <laughs> and uh, creative. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've got a question for you. Um, nothing serious or just answer the way your heart leads you to answer. Please describe Lagos or Lagos is synonymous to what three emotions. So like when you mention Lagos to you, you mention three things that stand out. Okay, and emotions or just You know what? Give me three things that stand out when you mention living Lagos to you or life in Lagos. Then afterwards mention three emotions that Lagos brings out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so three things that I first think about and then three emotions, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so three things. First thing I would say is instability. Um, second is corruption. And third is fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. And then with emotions... First is anxiety. I feel like my anxiety levels are so much higher in this city. Um, second is love because I don't know. I feel like moving back here has really made me connect more with my family and like just with myself and my roots. So I feel like a lot of love. Um, mm. And then the last emotion. Um, excitement excitement because because of how unstable and hectic and crazy lagos is it just makes things very exciting so like you literally <laughs> don't know how your day is going to go you can have a plan for the day but you have no idea what is going to happen what it's going to mm, so, preach yeah preach. You, can a, you can have a whole plan for the day like i'm gonna do this at nine i'm gonna do this at 12 and it's just yeah things just come from nowhere to disrupt your plans sometimes in a good way sometimes in a bad way so i would say excitement is the third emotion so yeah <laughs> random let me throw Lady off buddy what are your own three things that you think of lagos <laughs> i feel like this is a very biased perspective because i haven't lived in lagos since pre-teen or teenage years mm -hmm. um but from there to December, that's what me, I was thinking. Oh, Lola, dude, don't kill me. It's <laughs> death December. So, you're one of those IGGBs. Oh my God, I had such a good time. Like, yeah. I'm calling out my biases. So, let, let me just speak. For, I'm going to speak from that. Oh, I want to say fun lit like for sorry do you remember that christmas where we were literally on yes. a diet <laughs> like such your hennessy vibe. bottles it was such a vibe so fun excite like just fun lit mm. um the other thing i want to say is traffic mm. i don't know if that's an emotion but i guess it's frustration is an emotion and the states the state of mind is everything <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> frustration it's so funny because living here people say like the worst thing about lagos is like the traffic i personally don't think it is but it's funny how a lot of people feel like it's the traffic like it's just very insane 
I think with the traffic for me, it's like you can never forecast well. So here, at least, Google Maps is saying two hours. And you're pretty sure it's probably going to take you two hours. In Nigeria, you can start from like two hours before you know it. You're there for four hours. Yeah, exactly. You just don't know. And it also ties into what Faith said earlier, right? Which is you can plan. And that plan can just go to the bin, like the mm-hmm. absolute trash can. Yeah. By yeah. the time you're trying to carry out the plan, so. Yeah, and it yeah. holds you, honestly. It really does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Humidity, man. Humidity. Yeah. Um, my last one is just, like, support, help. I feel mm-hmm. like in Nigeria, every time I come visit, there's always someone to do something for you. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and it's so easy, too. It's like you can get your hair done quickly. There's someone to like help you quickly do something. There's just so much help and support mm-hmm. in that country that you don't get like here in the States. So yeah, those are my three. I agree with okay. that. So we've already prefaced this. Everybody knows what we're talking about. We're talking about Nigeria. We're talking about Lagos. So for some background, um, Fusayo went to college in Nigeria. Sorry, not Nigeria, in the States. And then after college in the States, moved back to Nigeria. I guess, Fusayo, I could also do your your background because I feel like I'm not doing it justice. But basically now, Fusayo lives in Lagos. Fusayo, walk us through how you got to Lagos, please. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, yeah, basically, I went to uni in California with Lola mm-hmm. and graduated and was looking for a job, couldn't find a job. And I was missing home. I was missing my mom. And I knew I wanted to be NYSC. So I just made the decision to move to Nigeria. And yeah, I mean I don't regret it, Sha. Like it's been it's been very, very interesting. So yeah, I moved yes. last year. No, sorry, twenty twenty <sighs> October. So, yeah. Yep, I was gonna say last year. <laughs> so what has that been like for you? Like, what has Nigeria been like? Is it what you expected? Um, you know, I was telling Uche this. Like, you know, you first come to Nigeria, you're excited. You're like, you've missed home. Mm-hmm. You know, energy, right? And mm-hmm. after the first, let's say, one or two months, you really deep that okay, I am living in this country, this godforsaken country, and. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, you're dealing with things on the daily, like, you know, pe- the way people drive, um, the the quality of, you know, workmanship. Like, if you want someone to fix your AC and the type of work mm. that you do is just not the best. And just having to call people to come and fix something and lights is, you know, just so many issues that, like, are just constant, constant, constant. And so I feel like I definitely reached a breaking point. I definitely did. And I feel like Nige since the breaking point has actually gotten better but you know that adjustment period and just dealing with all the instability and everything was like it was quite hard i can't lie like i mean yeah night is fun but you know that's how i started losing weight like like i started looking tired like bags under my eyes and everything because it's just like a daily a daily thing and you know it's funny because you think that ah like you know you come from more money i'm not saying i'm the most affluent but you know obviously you come from more money than like let's say the average nigerian so you feel like yeah mm-hmm. like so i know that my life is still better than like a good number of people but it still comes with its own issues so money doesn't always solve all your problems mm-hmm. i mean yeah in Nigeria, like the more money you have yeah the better off you're living but there's some things you can't even escape with Nigeria. there's just some things that mm-hmm. shall catch you no matter how much money you have so 
I'm very curious, and like again, I said this earlier. I don't really know what night is like as a young adult, right? And so when you say there's so much struggles, I I kind of understand what that means, but not really. Can you like explain to me, not even like specific details, but like what are the type of struggles that someone would typically face, especially someone our age in living in Nigeria right now? Um, I think like for example, um, if I was in America right now, I Mm -hmm. would you know, have a job, right? And when you have a Mm -hmm. job in America, you can probably afford to pay for rent in an apartment, Mm -hmm. right? You can also probably afford to go on a trip, you know, Mm -hmm. like your friends are saying, let's go on this trip. And you're like, all right, yes, like, let's go. Like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, even though you might even be entry level, you still have like a certain amount of money to like be okay, like Mm -hmm. pretty good, pretty decent. Um, But Nige, like, you know, I personally feel like the way they pay people here is like pretty low, pretty low, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it's it really significantly affects your life as a young adult. It changes what it means to be a young adult. I feel like in America you have so much freedom because of that financial mm-hmm. freedom, but now you're just like okay, like I'm making considerably less than I would have been making in America, right? So how does that change my lifestyle? Like what yeah. I can do, hmm. you know, how I have to manage my money like type of plans I can make, you know? So um, I feel like that's like definitely a key struggle. And also like in terms of living, like it would be nice to, you know, live on my own, like maybe in an apartment or something, but the cost of living in Nigeria is extremely high for what young adults are getting paid, right? So like, I feel like that's one of the main things for youth here. And that's why you see a lot of people in Nigeria, like doing everything from, you know, crypto trading to like um, anything creative or starting a business. I haven't seen any youth in Nigeria that's literally just doing a job. I, me personally, I've not seen it. Like you have a job and you have something else. Like unless you're, you know, like comfortable with what you're making. But most youth I've met, like they have a job and they have something else. They're even either doing a startup. There's so many freaking startups in this, in this place. Like it's ridiculous. So yeah, I think that's, I mean, it builds resilience for sure, but it's, I think it's one of like the key struggles as a young adult, for me personally. So mm-hmm. I was even going to say, I, I see the value mm-hmm. of starting a business. Sorry for interrupting. I see the no, value no, no, no. of starting a business, of course, but sometimes you're like, I just want to work and make money and relax a bit, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like that extra, um, that hustle mentality and that drive like kind of pushes you to be like, okay, what else can I do? What else can I do? And it can be a lot sometimes, you know, because sometimes you really just want to be able to maybe just chill a bit, have your job, you know, still be able to go on vacations and stuff. But yeah. yeah. Just going off like the fundamentals, like you said, like uh, if you're not here in Nigeria, you know, and you had a job in the States, you know, you could afford, afford a decent apartment as well as um you know, go on trips with your friends if mm-hmm. it came up. But that's not the case, right? In Lagos, you know, Nigeria, because it, it it's not just synonymous. Like, they're not in the same sentence. Like, yeah. a trip or vacation on that salary <laughs> for, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you'll be shocked. And people will be like, oh, no. Even in a decent firm, like, the payment structure for like levels either entry level 
entry level, mid level. I think it's only from like uh, execs or senior roles hey, that. That's when you start those, getting like you know decent exactly, money. Yeah, decent, exactly. 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 And that's why you but, see more youth here like living with their parents until they're like. I don't even know. I've, I've seen some 30 year olds still living with their parents that are so it's like it's definitely a thing. It's I don't know why that is, you know, why you have to wait until you're a senior before you start getting paid properly. But yeah, it's a bit shameful. Like, I'm sure you must have heard that saying of like if you if you can stay with your parents till whenever, like or more, just chill. Like <laughs> you're yeah. not paying rent. Yeah, and, yeah, of course. It's, like it's, the benefit is staying at home, of course, but you know, to not even have the option. I mean, like I said, if you wanted to start a business or do other things to make money, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just when you're starting out, you're just you're still conf- you know you just graduated. You're so trying yeah. to your, your life, you know. And for you to have to start thinking immediately about what other hustle can I do? I need to have what other hustle do I need? Like so, what do you like and dislike the most about the city? Um, what I like the most are the people for sure um mm. like i was reading a book recently about what it's like being a dark-skinned woman in a predominantly white neighborhood and i just kept thinking about what that was like for me you know like mm-hmm. i mean not i don't want to stray off too far but like you know getting into beauty standards and how that's you know mm-hmm. attractiveness in it sounds materialistical, but it's real. Like your level of attractiveness in a predominantly white place. Fears you're hitting home runs right like, now. And compared to like a predominantly black area, it's very real. Yep. It's I, you know, it's even like weird for me to say because it's like you know, obviously you know in your heart that you're you might be attractive, right? But mm-hmm. it's like yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying that's like the key thing of why I like to be in Nigeria, but. Um, <laughs> that's definitely like it's a beautiful feeling like you know feeling beautiful in your own country yeah um, yeah there's I mean, even nothing materialistic about, about it. as much people actually don't talk about exactly it. like yeah and i'm happy you brought it up because yeah. there's nothing materialistic about it to be in a community where you're appreciated and where people see the value in how beautiful you look the way you look, your skin tone, everything. You don't feel out of place. Out of place, and you, exactly. Yo. It's, it's, it's very it's, real. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's that. Um, I feel like, I like how I feel when I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in terms of friends and just people I've met, like you just meet some really cool down-to-earth people. Um, and like Lola said, there's always someone for something. If anything you need mm-hmm. in this country, yes, there, you, there'll be so there might be so many obstacles, but like you can try call someone or just figure something out, like you know. And mm-hmm. also just the morals and you know just culture, because even just being with my mom more and everything, I'm learning more about like Yoruba culture and expectations and adages and stuff. And it's just very enlightening and yeah, it's very beautiful. So those are like my key likes. I think they more to, they're more to do with like the community. And then mm-hmm. in terms of dislikes, like I said, um, when you want to get things done, the number of obstacles that might be in your way can be very draining. Cause it's like, this is very simple. Like, I just want to do this. Like, why do I have to go through all these hoops, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. there's that. And then, like I said, quality of workmanship. So like, I think that's something I really want to figure out, like, as I get older, like, just getting quality people around me that whenever I need to fix something, they're doing it and they're doing it well. Um, 
Uh, I think that's that's like the main thing, and then also like how you know youth are paid and stuff. Yeah, it's like so like. Yeah. Listening to you, Fizz, like a lot of things that you're saying is really hitting home for me because going back to the initial thing about in the community in Nigeria and just not feeling out of place and feeling like you're wanted and feeling like you're attractive and feeling like, okay, people around me appreciate me the way I appreciate myself. Like that is so freaking important because, I mean, we both lived in San Diego. Yeah, (laughs) and the thing is, I didn't realize how much it affected me, you know? Like, it's like, it's something I've been thinking about more recently. Like, wow, like, I feel so much better here than I did in San Diego. Like, it's just so white and it's not necessarily bad. You meet some nice people, of course, but it definitely affected my dating life, you know? Like I'm dating oh my so gosh! Yeah, and it's so fun. Yeah. Like I'm, I have dating experiences here as opposed to over there. Like I, you know, I dated a bit, but it was more. I had to be more intentional. I had to go on Tinder. I had to all that. But in Lagos, <laughs> you're just going outside and you and you're finding people. And yeah, people. and the thing is, you know, in another book I was reading, it was talking about how okay, we're intentional about professional lives. We're intentional about this, that. But uh-huh. how many of us are intentional about our dating lives? You know. And you know me, I'm a yep. lover girl. So like I know. Being, <laughs> I love that for you though. Yeah, being in Lagos and having more of those, you know, loving experiences is just very like it's yeah. very nice. so walk us through like the social scene in Nigeria, because that's the one I'm interested in. I've experienced it on a, a large extent, like every time I come for Death in December, but I wanna know how that is on the monthly basis how it varies yeah. what's the social scene like there i mean obviously december is always dirty you know <laughs> so it's like yeah it's, it's it's definitely a time to be in lagos like december and it's it's obviously very fun and it's back to back and you by the time you're done you're tired but you've enjoyed yourself <laughs> yeah and then here comes January, you know, like <laughs> back to normal life. And then, but I can't lie, I, I do like Lagos social scene when it's not December because it's slower and it's more wholesome as well. You, you're, mm. you're doing more things like, oh, let's go out to lunch and just chill. Let's have this little like kickback. So it's, it's not as many parties, but it's a lot of like wholesome experiences and yeah I really like them actually and yeah I find myself like doing more of that like um yeah during the year and I really like that I really appreciate that okay so are you basically saying come to Lagos during the year and or during Christmas for more chill and wholesome social scene (laughs) yes yes I mean obviously I still support you know lagos in december for sure but anyone that wants like a chill vibe like yeah during the year is actually not bad at all um so i find myself busier here than i was in Mm -hmm. san diego but i mean at the same time i don't know what it's like living in san diego as a young professional so maybe that might have been different but like yeah every other day here it's like there's something going on like even if it's like oh yeah or like party like just something that's happening so yeah okay so that's kind of what I've been craving because even if you go to other parts of the states I feel like there's more of that than in San Diego and in Mm -hmm. San Diego I'm not saying there's not things to do there are things to do but 
first of all, if you're not like an outdoor person, I don't think you're going to enjoy San Diego. I think that's why I've enjoyed San Diego up until this point is because like there's a lot to do outside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But in terms of like the kickbacks, the parties, it's just not my scene. Like remember all the EDM shit we used to go? (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Remember the house parties that we would go for? Are you saying kickbacks are not your scene? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. They are my scene, but the type of kickback is not my scene. Oh, Do you remember okay. the house party that we went for one time where, like, we walked in, me, you, and our friends, and we're the only black girls, and, like, everyone just... <sighs> Do you remember this? Where everyone was like, oh, my gosh, you guys look so pretty. You guys yes, are skin. Oh, my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. I was just it's like, just like, okay. Well, here's a kickback. Let's not... <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! I was just about to. <clears throat> I was about to ask, how do you feel receiving all this kind of like, uh, you know, those type of words and statements and like, quote unquote compliments? But that would lead us into like a different whole conversation. So let me let me just say this because I feel like okay, college. I've gone through different evolutions in San Diego. <laughs> I can attest to this. Um, I would say last year I had such a great time in SD because like I made a lot of friends. Granted, they weren't like all Nigerians, very few Nigerians, but I made a lot of friends and like even in their in our different kickbacks and nights outs and all of that, like we did have fun, but there were so many times where like it was obvious that I was like, this was not my 100% scene, meaning that, like, mm. the type of music that was playing, I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah. The games that were playing, people weren't really understanding. Maybe except for, like, my girls' nights where it's, like, very, very... Yeah, those were, like, the best nights, in my opinion. E- exactly. Yeah. Where it's, like, your core people are there. But when you're actually going out, like, going to hang out with friends of friends, it's so different. Like, I remember there was one night where we went out. Besides, you weren't here. Uh, we went downtown, and we were, like, club hopping. And there was this one bar or club. At that point, I'm not going to lie, I was gone. So I can't even remember half of what happened. But they were playing Nigerian music. And I remember this so vividly. And so some of my friends we went in and like we were dancing because we we're so excited like we don't hear nigerian music on a, on a regular and if you see the way the dance floor cleared like <laughs> cleared yeah. because they were like and my cousins were here too so we we're like four black girls and we we're actually doing like the nigerian dances and <laughs> people were next to us like bumping their hands like hey and it's like why <laughs> we're not here to put on a show why? for you like we're just dancing to the music so sometimes yeah i'm not gonna lie it gets uncomfortable like you don't even want to make a scene but because you're so different you are making a scene and yeah you sometimes just want to exist like of course yes exactly beautiful we know but like you just want to exist without being hyper like you know analyzed so, yeah exactly yeah. exactly so it's exhausting i think to answer your question Lambie. sometimes it's nice but it's exhausting on a regular because it's like okay mm. we're about to put up a show tonight so let's go yeah and i actually want to ask Lambie something but i don't know if we'll go to off topic let's do it please okay because i'm wondering like you know how we're talking about all this stuff about you know being black in you know predominantly white spaces and how that affects mm-hmm. like our social life and attractiveness and stuff like is that similar for you or how does like is that really a thing for you like, to be honest 
I that's I totally understand and relate to what you're saying because um I think at the at in the simplest form yes it is the same reality right however people tend to say oh I have it better because um of the city I'm in so I'm in Houston okay but like you know I have it better in the city I'm in again. I also have to mention that I do have a really, really extensive support system here. So I have a home, I have family, I have, you know, uncles that dote over me. I have wonderful grandparents here. I have, um, yes, some other aunties as well. So I have that. So in terms of like, I shall see one black person in a week. Do you get that kind of thing? Yeah, or I wake up next to black people. So my daily reality, however, when I'm in school in my home, it's different. And that's where I can experience like what you say. Mm. I emphasis on communal, like you know how in Lagos and Niger, everybody knows everybody and people mm-hmm. that you don't even want to be in your business, be in your business by force. But ah, uh-uh, sister Fisayo, how far now? What happened? You know, it could be anything really. In that moment, it might sound like, oh, don't disturb me, that kind of thing. Mm. But I think we should appreciate that someone is even willing to disturb you. Yeah, disturb you and like know if you're okay. You know, like, get in your business or whatever. But yeah. here, it's like everybody for himself or like, yep. I, I have a theory that if someone had a crisis or an emergency in their rooms or whatever, they wouldn't discover them till like two weeks after. That's not a theory. It happens time and time and it time again where people are dying and they Chasey. don't find them for months. I just thought about it in my head one day because it's that. Something that I'm realizing happens, especially when you're in the States, comparing life in Lagos versus life in the States as a young adult is that that individuality that Americans have where it's like one man for him for himself. And sometimes it's like really one man for himself. Like the whole family dynamic is not even a thing. Um, depending on where you are in the States, like that could subconsciously start rubbing off of you. And I found that happened to me, I want to say like 2020, especially during COVID when like there was even extra independence where it's like that whole sense of community and checking in really, really died down. And I I realized this when I went back home because I moved back home for a bit and I realized like, wait a minute, the way my mom, my uncle, my auntie, like checking on other members of the family, the way they have their friends around, like that was something that like, unless you were Fusayo or Becca, that was like down the street, I wasn't really going the extra mile to check check in in and reach out. And that's something that like I had to subconsciously change in my head going into 2021 and like moving forward. And I think it's really wild because it's so beautiful what we have in Nigeria and like the Nigerian culture where it's like, yeah, sometimes it's annoying because there are sometimes where like there's some aunties that are in your business that you really just don't want them in your business. But it's also beautiful because it makes you feel like people hear about you and like yeah. people want your well-being. Well, a lot of people, not all of them sometimes, but people care for your well-being and they want to see your progress in life and they're willing to help you. So that was something that like, as you guys were talking, I was, I was noticing that life in Lagos in terms of the habits that it would um, instill in you, 
you actually embody a lot of that like um i want to say community the cultural that if you're not careful when you come to the states or like if you've lived in the states for so long it can just start to depreciate and just leave you like you can just very much become individualistic especially if you're in a predominantly white area so Fizz, tell me, I really want to know, what's the dating scene like in Lagos? <laughs> I'm looking out for a word. <laughs> so let me see, let me see if you're going to mention that word. But what's the dating scene in Lagos like, honestly? I wonder what word you're thinking of now. I see, me too. Just be free, just be free. There's a word um, everybody uses, but I'm just seeing whether you say it too. Um, as I said earlier, like the dating thing is fun. Like it's very fun. Mm. Yeah, you're around like hella Nigerian, hella black people. Um, hmm. I'm not saying that's the only time dating can be fun, right? But um, yeah, it's definitely like improved my dating situation. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, obviously, you meet some people that are just mad, but like. <laughs> I feel that's like everywhere though you can meet people I mean maybe specifically in Lagos because people are like mad you know but as human beings at the end of the day yes, yes, yes. Yeah. well I mean I just it's very fun because life here is already so unpredictable right you can end up in some weird place like I remember one time I ended up at this beach with like only white people in Lagos and they were having like an EDM party like it's just so random like that to where hmm. you can just meet all types of people and yeah it's fun i would i would describe it as fun okay okay, yeah. okay. that was and unexpected also, yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i know people have bad experiences but like i said i personally feel like bad experiences can be anywhere um, and another thing that makes it fun for women specifically is that like women are spoiled in this city, like actually mm, Talk about like, it. Talk about it. And, you know, I'm trying to like still, you know, maneuver my my way around it because at, at the end of the day, like you don't want a situation where your partner is like just spoiling you and you two are just accepting everything and like not giving back. But it's mm. like in this city. In Nigeria in general, there's a lot of expectations and standards when it comes to like how you should treat a woman, like in terms of paying for everything. And, you know, so that's that also improves like the dating scene because it's like you see, like, sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to use the N word, but you see, please go ahead. (laughs) This is a free space, so we're not, this is literally the adult puzzle (laughs) podcast. So you see niggas just trying to spoil you, like, you know, even just by existing. Like, so, like, I remember I went out with my friend and this guy just wanted to pay for our dinner, like, you know, and that happens, like, just random things happening where guys just want to take care of you or spoil you and stuff. So I feel like that makes the dating scene also fun because it's just, you know, guys are gullible mm-hmm. and they're ready to spend their money on you in this, in mm-hmm. this city in particular. Um hmm. But yeah, as I said, like still be considerate because it's, if you're not careful, you can get caught up in the whole thing. So, yeah. hmm. Okay. Okay. So, Fasala, I have a couple of questions for you because I feel like because you had experience dating in in the states, and then you moved back to Nigeria, you actually have a, a good 
range and idea of what that looks like like in the states versus in nigeria i want to ask you do you feel like in nigeria you can actually have a committed relationship like, do you think you can date someone <laughs> into a committed relationship? Because that's something that I've always heard that is very hard. That's one question. The second question is, like, I want to dive more into the getting spoiled. Because me, I'm taking notes because I've started dating. And I'm like, ah, okay. Is it Nigeria we're going to go and get spoiled? Like, <laughs> is that actually the norm? So, please, let's start okay. from, like, do you think someone can have a committed relationship? And then if it's actually the norm to get spoiled? Okay, so the first question... Um, I do think it's possible, you know, you can meet some really down-to-earth people in this city for sure, but Lagos is, you know, I heard this saying that hell is hot, but Lagos is hotter. Like, and I think it's actually true because people cheat here like water, you know. Water. I'm telling you, like, it's very normal very very normal like i have friends and people i know that like you know link up with married men and like like link up with people in relationships like you mm. know it's, it's a thing you know so yeah. it's like when you see things like that it's a bit scary it's like damn like so you're telling me upon all the you know marriage and wedding and everything mm. Mm. Man to be outside just outside like it's especially the standards that we put marriage on in nigeria nigeria uh, they'll be asking you when are you getting married when are you getting married like the number of money that people amount of money that people spend on weddings only for your man to be outside cheating like and Mm -hmm. even women too women as well so it's it's very like compared to san diego um cheating is very very common here very very common um and it's it's obvious it's not something that's hidden it's yeah so things like that kind of make me maybe a bit more worried about marriage because it's just like what is going on here you know like how how many people do i see in committed relationships it's ironic that, though. You know, what's ironic isn't it ironic how like it seems like cheating is is normal maybe not expected but like it's normal but then marriage is still such a a big thing that everybody wants especially the women to do yeah it's like are people getting married expecting to be cheated on is that how it's going okay it's it's part of it yeah and i feel like a lot of people are just accepting that that's just a part of life and even like wow yeah even talking to like family members as well because i'll be like Mm -hmm. Get married and like your guy will now be cheating they're like eh, well guys cheat now like you get ah, so that's where <laughs> that's get... where i have the problem so for yeah. me that's the exact point where i have the challenge it's like okay the first blow to me personally like uh yeah the first blow to me personally will be the society wanting to agree that all men cheat no, Allah, all men cheat, I don't. Then the second blow would be and having to, you know, like you said, that whole culture about the wedding, the pressure mm-hmm. to get married and all that, and the pedestal that a marriage is placed on and the wedding, yeah. second and having blow. having a family. And having a family, second blow. I'll chin that one too again. 
the third and final straw will now be you telling me as a chick, I'm just putting myself in women's shoes now that, eh, look away now. So far, it does not like protect your peace as in he respects you. It's in Lagos that I heard that there's respect in cheating. And yeah. let me break that down for yeah. you guys. Respect in cheating means you know your guy is cheating on you, but it doesn't bring his nonsense to the front of your doorstep. Ah, yes. Meaning, Meaning he's respecting he, you by not... He bringing- respects... Ah, the first day I heard that thing, I wanted to hit my head on the wall. You hear statements like, he respects you enough not to do it, to do it without you knowing. Like, that kind of... And I'm like, what the hell? Like, to see how we've been digging that pit hole consistently till we find out places uh, till we find ourselves where you you're you're willing to accept a cheat as long as you're not aware about it it's ridiculous just people being okay with dating someone that is in a relationship or that is married it's very common here and i feel like it adds to the problem because if you have a conscience and you're like ah Mm-hmm. no i'm not going to link up with this person that is married you know then it's like maybe that would help the issue but people don't really care as much you know wow that's interesting and like as you guys are talking i'm like damn why then why do people want to get married like let's just all yeah. date and just be shying yeah. all our lives yeah, you know people as get married for like, the wrong small, right mm-hmm. so it's like the fact that these people are cool with just linking somebody outside, like, it's just so weird to me. Everything is just a bit strange. Like, wow. how? Why? <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, actual relationships, like, not marriages, <laughs> not me calling marriages, like, a sham, but yikes. Like, ah, no, just, <laughs> I'm literally listening to you guys and I'm like, okay, everything I've been thinking, like, okay, maybe I do want to be married one day. No, because <laughs> to, be back. You, yeah, to be honest with you, this is right. And all those points she mentioned about the dating scene in Lagos being fun and mm-hmm. as a lady, you being sports, it's the truth because it's not the same way in Europe or it's North not. America, right? Yes. And yes. I feel the sports part is even excessive in our own part, mm-hmm. especially depending on culture again, you know what I'm saying? Like where men are just naturally wired to like worship yeah, and adore yeah. women yeah, and, over, and give and them. Over spoil you. Like, and over spoil you. Dealing financially with things, you know? Exactly. Like yeah. if you're with a sensible man, naturally you, and he likes you, Lady, you don't pay for shit from your from everything you do as in you don't have to ask. I'm not going I think to you don't have to ask nothing. Like I want to experience that. Though. As you say something, yeah, as you like, say something, the natural thing for the guy to be like, oh, okay, how do you want me to do that? Can I is either he does it for you and you just receive the benefits or he wires it the money ASAP, that kind of thing, without you asking. Yeah. And you know something, I, we were talking about something at work the other day. So in my last mm-hmm. relationship, I was like, you know, I never asked, I never asked my man for anything. Like he shot, gave me everything. And they're like, mm, that there's a, di- there's a thin line between like asking, sorry, not asking. And um, I can't remember the quote, but basically it's like, if there are never any times where you say, oh, 
um nah like we don't have to go out to eat we could like eat at home if you never do that mm. that's basically asking basically is what they were trying to say and i was like that's, mm. that's a very so valid you're point. not pushing back and yeah so basically from receiving in this, exactly in this city if you actually want to be a good human being that cares about a guy you have to actively be like yo like we don't have to spend this money you get me like and can I just say sometimes that sips the skill a whole lot more in the favor of the lady. You get a sense of real appreciation because not a whole lot of Lagos babes do that. No, so if I, a I chick is not saying... I, can't lie, I haven't met one Lagos babe that does that. One. Uh-huh. So, so a chick that says that, definitely to your point, phase, you score a whole lot of points with the guy. You'd be like, oh, shoot, she cares about my pocket. She's yes. like, you know, and all that. Because, man, most babes are like, which club is new? Which, uh, yeah, which, which restaurant, restaurant is new? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. so That's why I feel, I actually do feel bad for guys sometimes, especially in this city, because it's like, damn, like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're really stretching, really stretching their pockets, especially wow. when babes can be so ruthless and they don't really wow. care about you. So it's like, yeah you know and the only reason why I even like i'm even learning about being more considerate is by talking to men more because honestly mm-hmm. if i just stuck with you know babes i'm meeting in lagos i probably wouldn't have gotten that understanding of oh shit like i actually need to be considerate like mm-hmm. you know if i actually care about the person and that's what i learned from my last relationship like even though i never asked you know how many times did i really decline you know so yeah, or I not even like because I think a relationship is a two way street. So like, if the person is giving you stuff, like you're also returning. I don't want to say returning the favor, but like you're returning. showing your own appreciation. Exactly, exactly. And me, I remember I did a few times, but I definitely could have done more. I but I was yeah. spoiled, and this city can spoil you if you're not careful. So it's okay. Just like, can I say something? Mm-hmm. I'm actually. I'm in awe. Again, I've said this so many times, so I'm trying to follow the listeners to my ignorance because if you had told me this getting spoiled as a woman is the norm in Lagos, I would have been like, yeah, 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 it's the norm for the people that can afford it. But it kind of sounds like it's kind of a general norm. Like, if you're a guy, like you, you have the assumption that, oh, you're supposed to spoil the girl that you like or that you want to be with. And that, for me, is like, wow. Like, I wonder how men are actually surviving no, in those streets. Yeah, you, know, you know that it also applies to, like, friends as well, male friends. Like, Wait, in I what mean, way? I'm, like, I'm, obviously, I'm still making, like, more male friends, like, as I go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even with the male friends I have, not all of them, mm-hmm. you know, even when I go out with my male friends, it's like mm-hmm. they're covering the bill. You get? So it's like... It's not even just romantic relationships. It's all platonic. So it's just like, yeah, it's very easy to get caught up in that spoiled life. Like everyone says like girls in Lagos are spoiled because yeah, you can go out to dinner and if if guys are there, I mean, today I went out to lunch with like, you know, friends and we all split it, you know. So sometimes, yeah, they're splitting, but a lot of times like with guys in Lagos and their ego, like they're paying, you know. Wow. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, you guys know me. I'm so... Okay, when I was dating somebody, like, we definitely had our, our equal scale where, like, he paid for stuff, I paid for stuff. So I'm so I'm so used to that, like, balance. 
Well, I kind of want to be spoiled. It's like this spoiled life. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I can't lie. It's a beautiful life, oh. I cannot lie to you. But oh, this is a beautiful life. I know. Life. No, no, no. It's, it's, I have never experienced this type of... Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, even with dating, when in my head I'm like, okay, it's not like I'm trying to marry this person, or it's not like I'm trying to like have a long term forever with this person. Like, just spoil me a little. But I also know it sucks. And there's a plethora of men that want to spoil you, so it's just like it's it's fun. But at the same time, it's like you know, just having to ground yourself and remind yourself that yes. okay, you know, like that's what I'm learning now. Like, don't yeah. get too caught up in the thing you know yeah like you said there's a fine line to getting caught up and caught up meaning where like as a female you now expect your entire well-being to be taken care of by males and it's like it's not it's not especially if it's your partner right like you should really care about their financial health right really care bank he's not your but he's not your daddy (laughs) he's not your daddy so like yeah, like having to actively remind yourself. And like I said, a lot of women in Lagos don't even think like this. So it's like you really have to actively try to just be a good human being. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if that's all you know. Like you've grown up where men are taking care of you and nobody has been checking you. It's so easy to get caught up in that life. And it's crazy what because I also wonder if from the from the female perspective if there's no sense of transactionality or transaction with the relationship because the way I'm thinking about it is like if I'm with someone especially if it's somebody that I really really like and like he's just giving and giving and giving at some point in my head I'm gonna ask myself okay like what am I doing in return yeah. Ah, Lagos yeah. babes don't ask that one. Like, Lagos babes think like pussy. They don't ask that know. one. No. Okay, okay, let's okay, let's talk about that because that's why I was heading to. It's like, okay, is it now the the sexual part of it, like the sex, all of that, that is now the return? Even because you can't sex, just be receiving even, and receiving. Even that that's sex, the main you know, return, they yeah. regulate it. They regulate it. Regulate, <laughs> regulate the environment. The FDA. Regulate, <laughs> I mean, like, regulate what? I don't get it. I don't get it. They regulate it as in they dictate like you know what I'm saying. Like you would think like to her point, like is the sex like the payback? And the sex is never equal to the amount of enjoyments they do. It's like because I you're not supposed to put a price tag on sex. That's that's the whole issue. It's like that's well, what I'm saying. I agree with you in that's a relationship. That's what I'm saying. But you would think like. Oh, they throw it down for the nigga all the time that you know appreciation or whatnot. Of course, it won't be that obvious, like, but you would think that that's how it is. Now, nah, even that sex gone, the guy would beg <laughs> that kind of you know, when no, is a I good like, time? You know, yeah, and I kind of yeah, feel ahead. like a lot of guys are quite simple, like, if if they have sex, they're pretty okay. Like, I mean, I'm not saying all guys, but I, maybe it's just the guys I've met here. It's like, and you're right about that again. You're yeah. dropping a lot of gems. You're right. Yeah, like for I'm some like, guys, it's like, okay, I'm good. You know, to be honest with you, again, we've said a whole lot of interesting stuff, which I mean, they're curious in them, but just know that that sex is it's not it. So you would you would you would expect right that there are other ways you would want as a lady to like or you expect babes in Lagos to like chip in 
I'm mm-hmm. sure appreciate it. Nah, they, they don't think like that. Oh. Fizz is yeah, very, they really very cool. It's a very hard they don't, Which very is why the sense of entitlement that guys now complain about comes in. It's like, you expect me to do this, 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 right? What exactly are you bringing, are you bringing to, the to the table? You will hear the answer. Me? I'm a bad bitch. Yo, that is so common. Like, that is so common. Like, I'm like, when did we start asking? It's only, it's only when, <laughs> the only place where I see these things flip, the dynamics flip, is when the the few who become, when they're wives, then I know that wives bring a whole lot to the table or mothers yeah, you know taking you know, care of kids so like, much, yeah. like you right, know i was gonna right, say exactly exactly you become your wife and suddenly become like caretaker and like suddenly become considerate right so that's why right like, one thing i really want to learn is just how to be a better partner how to be a better friend like just a better like woman because obviously yes it's nice being spoiled but like if we're being frank I don't think the best relationships are based off of, oh, tick, 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 tick. No, tick, no, right? no. Definitely so, not. Yeah, exactly. So just trying to give more as a woman in this city, I feel like it's good. It, it would be good, like, character building, you know. Yeah. Can I just say something? Because, like, we, we've kind of all been saying the same thing. I definitely agree. I think in a relationship, whether you're in Nigeria, in America, in London, wherever, yeah. like, it's, it's a dynamic situation. It should be... It shouldn't just be give it should be give and take and i know it's never like a hundred percent like it's you never should strive for like okay i'm giving you a hundred percent give me a hundred percent no but yeah. it should be a two-way street but deep down i can't like especially because of like where i'm at right now where i'm like really just dating nothing serious i'm like you're telling me there's female privileges in nigeria that i'm missing out <laughs> on look like he's going back to this point <laughs> no because i'm bringing it up because i didn't know how real it was i'm like yeah. are you serious Wait, haven't i mentioned this before like okay i've always thought it was the wealthy dudes like okay if you're like oh, on no, a certain no, no. level then no. you take care of your women i didn't no, know it was no, everybody, no. everybody it's, from it's, it's a general like it's, yeah exactly like no. as in even like girls i can't like in lagos eh? You just have to wake up and go. And a lot and of people go. are just taken care of for you. Like, for example, if you want to go clubbing in Lagos, typically there has to be a table that is paid for. Hardly ever do you see a woman dropping money to get that table, ever, in your life. Like, wow. you get, so you wow. just wake up and go out. And somehow <laughs> it's taken care of, right? So, well, yeah. Are you aware that there are some people babes so their job is to look pretty tonight go to a nice uh they never had plans on buying anything no. anything show some cleavage show some ties get there cross leg balance and everything and they know they'll just be there for a while they'll be like maybe when the weather comes they'll be like oh i'm waiting for someone they shall know that one guy with coconut head will come and I'm say, can I buy you a drink? Can I, can I, you know what I'm saying? They've eaten for that night. They are good. They've had a good time. You know, so like, it's crazy, right? And it's right? not even like the night is ending with dick. Like, they're just going there to eat. Yep. Wow. Because the woman, the woman, the woman dictate the pace, right? If you don't want to fuck, you don't want to fuck. That's and I like it. that. I really do like that. Because I, I do, I don't think a price tag 
should be put on sex i feel like it's, it's if both parties want it like consent but the flip side of it that the guys are really just dropping the it's not like the women are forcing them to it's like they're just catering to women that's the part that i'm like oh wow oh, wow let me also clarify something also, it also brings like a certain level of entitlement with men and i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing but you see it now because they're dropping this much money they're more time expecting something now like okay, okay. About, that's what i was trying that. to get at because i'm like how are they just dropping yeah, and they're not getting anything like there's no transaction like that's the piece that i'm like something is not adding up in this equation yes most times can like even when you do get all that stuff i mean not all the time sometimes you just as a woman like i said it's just your life right you're getting taken care of mm-hmm. but sometimes yeah. You know, a guy wants to buy your meal or something, right? Like, at the end of the thing, he might want your number. Most likely, he wants your number. And ideally, okay. he wants it to end in sex at some point, right? Okay. So it's like, okay. You know, I feel like for them, that's the that's the mo. Like, and go. Okay, that makes more sense. Very correct. Oh, oh, I was about to clear that up for you because when you not mention no transaction at all. <laughs> I think, I think you guys seeing where I was heading with this. I'm like, I, sometimes it doesn't end in any transaction, right? But the truth is, times yeah, like, yeah, like I'm doing all this shit. I, I better be getting sick. Like, exactly. How, you know, mm-hmm. it makes them feel like that. You know. So mm-hmm. plainly put, I think for a small percentage, they really do not want anything, right? It's just like I want to appreciate you, but those yeah. ones will not yeah. do it for random people. They would mm-hmm. do those kind of things for their friends, you know, the they like me and like, you kind yes, of thing. Exactly, now, if exactly. we go out to Lagos, I don't think you're touching your wallet, bloody. Except you'd be like, oh. uh, now that I'm hearing all this, I better not. You know, yeah, yeah you oh, that, that's just facts. That's facts. Like, if we're both going out, you definitely will not touch your wallet. You get that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's naturally be me taking care of your that hospitality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's a small percentage. Another percentage would be like yo it's like an investment for them like i think mm. one thing they do have and we should give them credit for would be they know that if it's not like a sex worker sex worker kind of thing mm-hmm. that fucking will not come on the first night you're taking risks yep. you're taking a calculated risk it's like you're <laughs> trying to show your hand that kind of thing you're mm. trying to in your mind you're massaging her brain that kind of thing by spoiling her by showering her with gifts which sometimes now works to um the guy's disadvantage a lot of times because babes already know that ah you're just showing hand for sex abby Mm -hmm. you meet me in front that sex you will see that kind of thing but like yeah and that's when you see guys getting angry that ah all the, all this stuff I'm, and I'm exactly, not exactly 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 yeah okay okay yeah. see now this has made more sense to me now I'm moving more guided because before I was just hearing all you have to do is dress nice be a woman and you're taking care of and I'm you like I mean, like I said like just because of the culture yeah like you can go out like have a night out in Lagos and things are taken care of for you and no mm-hmm. one wants anything from you it actually is very common but no that also happens here too sometimes where it's like you look cute people pay for your drinks but it's not like a common it's not like every single time i go out yes everything is taken care of it's it's not expected from every male that passes us by no and that's kind of what i was getting but 
yeah clarified yeah wow yeah. that's interesting really so now interesting. i'm curious men are dropping money left right center buying their babes this and that what does cost of living look like in nigeria and how difficult or easy is it to make money um cost of living cost of living yeah so um living spaces are very high here like cost of living is high compared to like what you're making especially as a young adult right mm-hmm. um so what was the second part of your question how how difficult or easy is it to make money so i know that you had mentioned earlier that like most people have to get a side job but like even with that do you does that bring in a lot of money um i feel like if you're doing it right yes so that's the thing about night because it's so backwards there's a lot of opportunities that's why you see a lot of these fintechs popping up because mm-hmm. you have so many obstacles that these fintechs are trying to solve right so mm-hmm. i feel like if you really you know put your head down and focus there's money to be made and it mm-hmm. can be made easily in this city. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, yeah, focusing. Cause like I said, Lagos can be distracting, right? But if you really put your head down and like focus on everything, you can definitely make more money it's than money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And like typically in Nigeria, whenever, <clears throat> whenever you're making money, what does that look like? So if you're working for like an international company, are you getting paid in Naira? Are you getting paid in whatever currency it is? And then like, even when you're making money in Nigeria, are you charging people like Nigerian rates or are you trying to equate it to like global economy rates? Like the average cost of a house in the world versus, yeah. That's interesting. So for example, I used to, like, obviously, when I lived in America, I had Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. And I was paying, after the student stuff, after I was a student, like, I started paying $10 a month, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Nigeria, and I was like, I I can't keep paying, because I'm earning in Naira now. So right. I personally don't want to keep paying $10 a month, right? So mm-hmm. then I switched to the Spotify Nigeria. I feel like they adjust the rates because you're in Nigeria, because they know and, that you earn less. Right. So, and I like stuff like that a lot. I respect it a lot. So it's like now, yeah, I pay for Spotify. I pay for Netflix because it's like they've adjusted it based off of what the average Nigerian like, earns. Yeah. And Fizz, that's just, can I just chip in, which is why the Western businesses sometimes, you have to give it to them. They recognize things that we local businesses tend to ignore and yeah. it's it's so important as a business i can't wait to be a ceo because things uh, like that i will say no because i mean things like that are very important to me yep. or if there's like a division of my business or whatever that pays attention uh-huh. to that but the truth of the matter is this like she said, that's a very, very good point. Let's go off streaming services alone. I think Netflix has been the only one that has adapted to that style. I don't think HBO did. But, you know, for, in Netflix, for instance, I think standard in the US is like maybe 13 bucks or 15. 12 to they, 15, yeah, it yeah, varies. They, exactly, 12 to 15 varies. Mm-hmm. But like in Nigeria... There's Nigerian rates where you see the Naira, which is like, I think, 2.5 or something. I love so like, that. If that conversion didn't 
Same with Apple Music. That conversion Apple is Music. Like, would not, there would be a Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Apple like, Music is 999 Naira in, in Lagos, which is just about 1,000 bucks. Whereas abroad here, I think it's about 399 or mm-hmm. something. So, like, those things have to be there because the earning power is not the same. Yeah, and, and you lose that, a whole lot of market. A lot yeah. of people might be scared because they're like, ah, how can we reduce the price this much? But the volume of people that will now come Use on your platform, God bless you. God bless it. you. It will upset it. So I find it I, I really respect it a lot. And another thing that Netflix does that um you might not know is that Netflix in Nigeria, because of like internet, you you know how you normally pay as you go, right? Mm-hmm. So they have the option of downloading stuff. Like oh yeah. yeah yeah so I like when I was using the Netflix in America I didn't see the option of downloading I know I don't know if I think that's a new feature they they brought it here too as well oh really really okay mm-hmm. so yeah that's another thing that a lot of I've noticed a lot of Nigerians instead of like just streaming with Wi-Fi they download and- but you know what's interesting Fizz I feel like they probably started out that feature in countries like Nigeria because they needed that functionality for the user experience and then they brought it back so it's like yeah, they, they so learned exactly because yeah. like, how can you trust your internet to be streaming a one-hour movie oh, in a 90 minute that would be ridiculous second of all it would just start breaking like it's just so many issues that come with streaming. You right? know how you could walk into someone's house and you see the person be like, "Oh, what DSTV channel is this?" And the person goes, "No, that is Netflix." Be like, "Ah, ah, boss, that kind of, you have money. You have money <laughs> because streaming. Yeah. To be wasting data on Netflix streaming, yo. <laughs> so but you know, in America, you have like you pay for Wi-Fi, but it's like unlimited, so you can fully yeah. stream. Nice, you're paying as you go. Data, so yeah, yeah. So most people prefer to download as opposed to just streaming. Um, yeah. I know we've touched on this a little bit, but what would you classify the general culture like? You know, adapting to Lagos culture, like uh, okay. So let me just highlight a few because it could be a whole lot. Let's kindly speak to like the office culture in general, and also speak to like the let's say driving culture because i know that would be fun so. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, just speak to those two yeah okay um office culture like i was telling you the other day that um my first job was actually in nigeria so i never really i mean i had part-time jobs my first like official you know job job was in nigeria so that's actually the only experience I really know when it comes to like professional life. And also I work at a company that is international. So my experience definitely cannot be applicable to somebody that works at GT Bank, you know? So it's just, uh, yeah, so you know, like yeah. my, my workplace, because it's international, it has some standards. It has, there's a lot of professionalism. You call people by their first name, everything like this. Yeah. But I know that, in other companies in Nigeria, you have to say ma, sa. Um, yes, so. Sure. Yeah, there's a, level of, there's a level of disrespect as well. People can, like your supervisors can insult you. Like I've heard so many different stories about how people are treated um, and what their work life is like. Um, so, yeah, my workplace, I can't say it applies to everyone. 
in Lagos. I can't say that, but but um, in terms of driving culture, I get like I said, I've gotten more anxious in this country, and I think one of the main causes is the driving. Jesus, who does drive anyhow, anyhow? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's mental health or I don't know, but. Even when you're doing all the right things, you can still get scratched, you know. Um, it can just be a lot, you know, just because there's not, there are not a lot of rules. People just, yeah, it's very hectic. No lanes, like, it's just a lot. You're driving for yourself and you're driving for every other person. That's just yeah. how it works. Cause... And even when you're doing all the right things, like I said, you have to be, you should have to be aware of exactly. what is happening. Yeah. You know, can come from nowhere and just so you have to be very 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 aware of what's going on you need on. a sixth sense yeah mm-hmm. like yeah that's crazy that's wild i'm also curious about like the friendship culture in nigeria <laughs> <laughs> um uh... Friendship culture. Friendship culture in Nigeria. Because hmm. I feel okay, let me explain to give you some some reference. Like I know it varies in different places. So like in San Diego, I think it, it ties back to the whole individuality thing where it's like you have your own niche of people and then like those are the people that really know your lies. You don't really know much about what's happening with your friends of a friends of a friends, like you have your click, you guys do your thing, and then you keep it moving, right? Versus I know in Canada, like whenever I go visit my friends, because there's more Nigerians there and because there's more interconnection, people kind of want to know your business. It's like you have friends, there's more fake... I don't know if it's fake. I guess you can't call it fakeness, where it's like you guys are surface-level friends, but like deep down, you don't really like yourselves, and then you talk trash about each other. Yeah. Um, so there's more like messiness there um and then i also know like in other parts of in america depending on where you are the nigerians they're like ride or die it's like they're very very clicky in the sense that like yeah that's their that's that's their tribe like that's their group right and mm-hmm. as expected because like those are the people that they're around and all of that so just curious especially because in nigeria everyone is nigerian so there's no that like oh well one race against other yeah. everyone is yeah Hmm. Okay. In terms of friendships, hmm. I mean, yeah. And how I, easy is it? I guess also to add yeah. to make friends, to make friends, and and sustain friendships too. So the culture, mm-hmm. how easy is it to make and sustain? Okay. So I feel like, as I said, right, Lagos can be very hectic. So all that stuff about replying messages and uh, it's almost non not like it's non-existent but <laughs> like <laughs> okay so for example um how Uche just moved back to Lagos mm-hmm. and he was like oh because like I'll be replying like late sometimes and he was like oh like is this a thing like in Nigeria because most people he's texting are just replying late and so I'm like honestly I don't know but I really started reflecting on it I was like hmm and I started reflecting that wow like my friends here, we don't talk as frequently as I might have been talking to you, like Lola in San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because there's so much going on. 
Like, you're just trying to manage so many things because of how hectic Nigeria and Lagos is in general. And it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad thing, it's just how friendships are. So it's like their friendships. So making friends is like not the hardest thing because like I said, you're out a lot, you're meeting people. But sustaining mm-hmm. them, that's where the that's where the actual work is. Like besides mm-hmm. the fact that oh, some people you just gravitate towards them, it's easy to be friends with them and yeah. sustain the friendship. But you know, there's some other people like it just takes some more intentionality and stuff. So I, I would say it's yeah. a bit harder here to sustain friendships, can't lie. Yeah. It's a bit harder. That's interesting. Because I think here it's actually easier if you have like a good friend like i think making friends is the hardest part like finding that person that you just finding exact okay i get what you mean it's like that it's like a flip kind of yeah Um, but once you find that person it kind of is like uh you know when you've been so thirsty for something it's like you appreciate mm -hmm. it so much versus like if it's just all around you yeah so yeah it's like you meet people all the time time. yeah all types of people right but and you can meet some really cool people, but it's like ah, to sustain in another friendship, it's just like oh well, as in we're, we're already fighting for our lives, you know. Not to talk about like sustaining a friendship, it's doable, Sha. It's doable. Um, it just I I personally feel like it takes more work in this city than Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. The culture you said the friendship culture. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The friendship culture. It's I don't know, you know, I'm I'm not really sure there's necessarily a culture. At first, I thought like, oh yeah, people in Lagos can be fake and stuff, but then I realized it's just yeah, you meet a lot of like people with weird energy, but if you're lucky, I feel like you can meet some really genuine people, really really genuine. Mm-hmm. So, it's a mixed bag. It sounds yeah, exactly. Yeah, because some places have very distinct, like, in San Diego, I think the friendships, and because I have friends in different places, like, I could pick up on certain things when I go visit them. In San Diego, it's very chill. It's very relaxed. It's, like, my niche. This is my bubble. We we ride for each other, but we're chill. In LA, it's very competitive. Like, everyone is trying to stand out to be, like, the most glamorous, the most fabulous, and I think that's just the LA culture. In the Bay, it's very intellectual in the sense that, like, Everyone has a great new startup idea. This is like Silicon Valley Bay Area. Yeah. And also, um, I forgot to mention, speaking to that point, um, yeah. I've noticed that people here are very smart, very, very smart. And mm. they're all, you can meet, anywhere you go, you can meet someone that's trying to start a startup. Or, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's like I love that. To like, you know, people you meet here because there's so much opportunity in Lagos. You meet a lot of people trying to do really cool things. As opposed to yeah. San Diego, like I feel like can't lie, you were one of the only people that we used to talk about like business ideas. Yeah, or, like, yeah. it's very chill, and I think it's the mindset. Yeah. It's so laid back yeah, that so like you can fully just have a job and yeah, but be cool. Yeah, it's like um, you meet entrepreneurs, you meet people trying to do startups like on a daily so it just mm-hmm. you you kind of learn more I feel I'm meeting like smarter people here than I did in the states not to yeah. shade people in the states <laughs> sorry y'all 
know, like it's just people are so driven here because of the environment. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you have to. And that's why your environment is so important. And I think that's one of the things that I've taken from like last year. It's like you can have a great environment, but your environment also needs to challenge you. Like you can't be, especially if you're 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 the type of person that likes a challenge like me. It's like if you're too comfortable, you can really just be compliant to your comfort. And I mean, yes. in my opinion, we're too young to just be compliant with like, oh, well, I'll wake up every day, go to work, come back, watch TV. Like, no, 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 no. Like you need to strive for more. So your environment can really, really like do that to you. And I think that's the great thing about Nigeria. I know there's struggles there because it will stress you the fuck out and all of that. Yes. But it's nice to at least have that community of passionate people and driven people that want more. Exactly. But just status exactly. quo. It pushes you by force. Even if you don't want it, you're thinking like, okay, how can I, you know, also think about how I can, you know, give back or like make money or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you see yourself living in Lagos long term? If so, why? Um, yes, I do. But okay. I feel I'm still in my youth and I feel like I I don't want this much stress on my head. Like <laughs> I still want to explore other places. But right. I definitely, definitely see myself living here long term. I just like outside of all the issues and stuff, I, I like who I am when I'm here and I like the people I'm meeting. I'm liking, I like the experiences I have here as well. They're just so unique and the culture and community, everything. And especially just that whole driven energy of people just wanting to change lives, make money. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing with crypto, for example, like people are trying to figure out a way to get people that have been financially excluded a way for them to make money, you know, like things like that, that are, you know, they're happening in other countries, but you know, that purpose of trying to meet the needs of, you know, financially excluded people, like it's just very profound. So I feel like, yeah, I can definitely see myself living here long term. I love that, man. Like one thing I want to tell you, Faze, and I feel like I've told you this before is Seeing you, like the amount of bravery that you had, because I know just upping and leaving, especially because you had the choice, right, just to move back. You did it blindly. Like you, you had you had expectations, but like you didn't really know how it was going to unfold. Yeah, and I was and- scared, Lola. I was so scared. Yeah. <laughs> I know you were. I'll never forget that night. <laughs> but like seeing seeing how you've navigated through it all, and just like how you're you're jumping through each hurdle so gracefully and also just like learning so like I'm no joke I tell you this I'm living my Nigerian life vicariously through you like you (laughs) you opened my eyes and my understanding of Nigeria that I just never would have understood because I think it's different when your parents tell you something because they're living it through a different lens than we are and it just like inspires me like you no joke like it's like i see nigeria as a better place because of you and i know like it's it's not like oh it's all amazing and all yeah exactly it's definitely not all amazing you know yeah but yeah yeah, that's good advice for your younger self 
or anyone that wants to move to Lagos. So like I said, I've learned so much through you about Nigeria. Um, you inspire me so much in just like the way you navigate through hurdles on Nigeria. And I know that there are things that you know now <laughs> that you had no clue about yes, in before. before. So what would what advice would you give yourself, younger self, knowing what you know now, and also people that might want to move to Lagos anytime soon, or even like visit more too? Well, first of all, I want to say that everyone's experience will definitely be different, you know, depending yeah. on your financial status, depending so on true. where you live, um, depending on where you work. There's so many factors that can make your experience in Nigeria different. So true. definitely want to emphasize that. But so, yeah, just keeping that in mind that just just because you're hearing somebody's story and it's like, you know, doesn't mean that's going to be your story because everyone has to find like their way. So, so I mean, just, I guess, keeping an open mind to what your way is going to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like um, perseverance as well is very important if you want to go back to Nigeria. Like, like I said, you have some really, really tough periods where you're adjusting and you're like, fuck, like, can I really do this? But mm-hmm. um, persevering is definitely there. Yeah. i just like to say thank you so much, Fizz, for hanging out with us. Thank you for being open. And yeah, a lot of gems are dropped. So many. So to be honest with you, I think in conclusion, like I said at the beginning, living in Lagos is like just embrace everything. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of emotion. Just embrace it and just, yeah, it's all part of the vibe, I guess. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Dog Puzzle Podcast. Really appreciate you for listening. Please follow rate like subscribe on whatever digital streaming platform that you're listening to us from we really appreciate it and because we know we put in so much effort to put this content together for you guys we would appreciate five stars five stars only only thank you so much only only Only. (laughs) that is begging begging (laughs) i'm on my knees <laughs> she is. So thank you guys so much for rocking with us. Follow us on socials on IG, Twitter, Facebook. And also this season will be holding Twitter spaces. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be having inten- intense and intentional conversations over yes. there. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for rocking with us again. We say thank you a whole lot because we know how we actually important <laughs> you guys are to us and we do mean it. So we come your way again, same time, same place yep. next week. Next it's bye bye. Bye, bye guys, bye Lamide, bye, bye Fasayo. I love you. Bye, <laughs>